Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the nat day? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here we go. It's the High Fives Podcast episode 75, or so Mike says it's 75. 75? 75, I think, if you don't count the bonus episode. Right, if you don't count it. But why don't we count it? Well, we can. Okay, let's call it 76 then. All right, 76 it is. 76. I feel like 75 has, there's too much explaining to do. Okay, there's, there's an executive decision being made on the fly, 76. On the fly. It's, yeah. we'll do it on, on the air. We'll do it live. Yeah. We're doing sure. it live. Excellent. All right. So 75, we're calling it 75. No, we're calling it 76. We just changed it. <laughs> All right. 76 <laughs> it is. <laughs> do you see how confused I am? Imagine somebody who's not talking directly to you. Uh, no one cares. 76 it is. Episode 76, the top five of the last hurrahs. I like that title name. Yeah. Last All hurrah. Right. The last album before a band was done. So Mm -hmm. not like necessarily a breakup. Could be a breakup. I mean, probably a breakup. But like circumstances can be up to you or up to the band that had the circumstances occur. Sounds like you have some loopholes. Led to the demise. (laughs) Do you feel a loophole? Yeah, you really are turning into me. (laughs) It's outside of the box thinking, Mike. Extensive prep before the episode. Loopholes. (laughs) What's next? (laughs) podcast talking by by yourself about music (laughs) i'm starting a new mic oh yes it is the starting a new episode jay (laughs) january (laughs) um i i don't know like there's there's not a lot of bands that go out with a bang do you think i feel like there's not a lot i feel like when you've got so let's let's assume that that the band's demise was because of a breakup. So with like an impending breakup on the way, I feel like that's going to lead to a fairly flat album. Yeah, I see that. There's some that go out and then like there's extenuating circumstances like what if afterwards. I'm, yeah. Like it wasn't planned. Yeah, if it's a planned last album, ugh. or like it just starts to fall apart in the studio. Yeah, there's that. And there's like right? there's like expectation of commercial success and it not working out there's that too or totally or internal strife so that then that can be shown on that last recording i just feel like it's not that common that a band's greatest record is like their most current release either you know like usually i i think that a lot of bands are often chasing an earlier release of some sort chasing that last high yeah Yeah. the dragon yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think, um, you know, in terms of like this topic too, the reunion show, 
has made it tough to really identify the bands that are no longer active as well. I did struggle with that a little bit with some of the bands that I had originally picked. <laughs> and then they like, there's a one off like things that bands like, oh, we'll record for like, because we're going to do a reunion show. <laughs> like the activity of a band seems almost subjective now <laughs> as opposed to objective. <laughs> that is, that's very true, actually. It's tough in the sense that I don't think there's a lot of bands that their last album is their greatest album. And I think that's what we're after here is finding the last album that's that's going out with a bang. The last hurrah. As See, I didn't attack it that way. I went with the oh. last album, but it still had to be good because a lot of bands, like you said, the last album is pretty flat for. Like, yeah. Or like not maybe not in flat, but doesn't hold hold up to the rest of the to the catalog. But I didn't, totally. I didn't necessarily go with their, I'm not saying it's their best album from the ones I picked, but, but I get what you're one saying. One of their best. It's yeah. got to be a good album. It's got to be a good album. It's not their like, most dissatisfying album. Yeah, exactly. That's great. I think we're on the same page, Mike. Never. <laughs> How were your holidays? They were around. And yeah. yours? <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy them? I, I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, all things considered. So... Not to go down the COVID rabbit hole again, but I feel like this Christmas was a little bit better than last Christmas. So I feel like there's progress being made, whatever that is, whether it's a mindset, whether it's how you handled it or what you did. I think there's progress. It wasn't as bad. Yeah, I'll agree. I think it was like maybe a, a year and a half or whatever, two years of living with it. You learned to take risks and whatnot and or like mitigate the shock of things of like or the disappointment of not seeing or seeing or doing certain things that you used to do like right just living on the fly a little bit more and being able to adjust so yeah like it, was, it was a little bit less disappointing but still weird but still good still disappointing just less disappointing yeah kind of like well, my whole life <laughs> why don't i why don't i tell you what i've been listening to maybe that'll cheer you up maybe that will be less disappointing now as that's well. how you segue <laughs> that right there is a segue. That's why you're the pro and I'm the amateur. Out of the gates, Mike, I've been listening to Moke's Top 30. Well, that's um, very friendly and nice of you. Well, I've been enjoying it, Mike, and I think it deserves its own little shout out. Well, thank you, um, Nathan. If, if you haven't listened to it, it's episode 75 of the catalog. It's an official release of the High Fives podcast. Um, it's loaded with extra goodies, um, despite the fact that we share so much throughout the year. You know, whether it's in or out of the podcast, you always have a couple of surprises tucked away. Uh, and I know they're not just for me, but oh, they just feel like they're they're just for me. I feel like you're talking to me, even though I'm not there. You're somebody I, I wouldn't want to be in a knife fight with, Mike. No, um, because you are the king of the deep cuts. Ooh, the king. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, it's it's definitely worth the listen. It's it's a solid two and a half, I think. Yeah, it was long. Is that sound right? Two and a half? It's pretty but close. It's, it's loaded with music. And like I say, there's some extra goodies in there, which take up a little bit of extra time, but it's well worth that time taken. So that's that's right out of the gates. That's something I've been listening to. Well, I've still not completed the episode, but I, I'm working towards it. Well, thank you very much for listening, Nate. Well, thank you for creating it, Mike. Look at us. Kumbaya, bro. All Kumbaya, friends. bro. All friends here. <laughs> uh, my second 
thing that I've been listening to. I just received this in the mail the other day. It is the Gilman Street's ripoff album that came out in uh, February of 2019. Do you know this record, Mike? No, but I saw you post it on Instagram. I was curious what it actually was. I assumed it was some sort of compilation. Oh. It is a compilation. It's a tribute compilation. Uh, it came out as the 25th anniversary for Dookie. And uh, it's bands from the current Gilman Street scene. Um, or, you know, current being kind of in the last couple of years, I'm assuming. Um that all did covers of the album, but it's not like four bands. It's not like the Metallica, you know, tribute where you've got four or five bands doing the same song back to back. Yeah, yeah. This is just one band doing one song, but it's done like it's laid out just like the album was. Oh, awesome. Um, and it's a co-op release between Lava Sox records and Asian man records. Um, I picked up the second variant release, uh, which is a beautiful Diarrhea Brown. Oh, um, that's the yeah. color you always want. <laughs> it's the color you want. Absolutely. Um, I would say, hands down, this is one of the best tribute albums I've ever encountered. That's pretty impressive because I know you're not a big covers or tribute band guy. No, because I feel like so often people just do it the exact same at a lesser quality. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, 100%. And- I, I, I get what you're saying. And Dookie is a great album. Like it still stands up. I was listening to it just the other day and like, maybe I even like it more now than I did then because of all the controversy around the selling out of green day of the time. You know what I mean? But like now all that's kind of gone. It's dissolved off of the record. And it's like, now I can listen to it with better ears. (laughs) Yeah. Like without that bullshit surrounding it. Right. Um, but this record, like I say, it it really is one of the best tribute albums. I feel like every song is done really well. It's done at a good recording, like it's got a good recording on it. Um, and I really, really enjoyed listening to it. Front to back, really good. The last one, Mike, because I think I'm going to, I'm just going to do three. That's fine. You mentioned. It's fine. That it's January. That's, that's it's, your preferred choice. So I'm I'm going to, I'm going to. That's going to be my New Year's resolution. My preferred choice is four. Is it four? It's four. <laughs> well, but three also I can, works. I don't think F- I can do four. Five and six. Five and six get tougher. Okay, three works. Four is ideal. Five and six are undesirable. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the other one is Harker. Uh, the album is Axiom. It came out in April of 2021, uh, and I don't think either of us knew that, which is. I don't know how it slipped through. I know how it slipped through my fingers. I don't know how it slipped through your fingers because you're usually really on top of these things. Um, it might have made my top five if I hadn't missed it. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. I really like this record. Uh, it's their sophomore album. Um, I would say it's a definite departure, but also an evolution from their last record. Um, definitely creating their own sound, uh, putting their own footprint in music for 2021. Um, they say Axiom is a statement of intent, a hit back against the apathy of modern living, an attack on idolization and a call for all the marginalized to take the helm, to kick against the pricks. I do like that statement. That's what they say. Uh, I would say it's a very eclectic record. No songs the same. Um, I was trying to pin it down. Like there was something that felt familiar to me and I couldn't quite 
figure it out um, until about like the second or third listen through. I think what it is, is there's a little bit of polar bear club flavor to it. Um, but still completely its own. There's something about the voice or the music or maybe both, but there's, there's a little bit of that flavor injected in there. I would also say there's a distinct 90s alternative flavor to it, but like only a spice, an enhancer, if you a will, spice. Mike. It is not an overpowering of this spice, um, but there's something in the guitar affecting and like some of the songwriting that kind of lends itself to that, that 90s alternative vibe as well. Definitely a pickup. For right. uh, for late in the year, I will check it out, Nate. Do it. I will. <laughs> what have you been listening to already in the uh, the year that is twenty twenty two? Well, uh, I've been a little burnt out on music after putting together that last episode. That's fair. I started, and I haven't really started hitting up the best of lists, which I did a little bit this afternoon at work because you know instead of working <laughs> was looking up new music already that i missed but uh i decided to put on four albums that were close to making my list anyways the first is a band from toronto called pony and their album tv baby it's got like a 90s alternative sound to it kind of shades of ruka salt if that's your sort of thing interesting uh heart and lung twisting the knife away which is a red scare records release it's a follow-up to their 2017 album if you're just a solid punk rock album with tons of harmonies and if that's your jam uh and that intro track is so good it just gets better every time as it goes on a band from sweden called exile with and the album's warning uh they're a hardcore band and this is the one that like i kept putting on and off my list i i'd have it on there i even recorded a little segment for it and then took it off put it back on it's just it's a really good album it's like a great crossover album um, and the last one, which wouldn't, wouldn't have been on my list, but is the American Football EP, which is just two songs, but their their cover of Mazzy Star's Fade Into You is so good. And it's just like perfect for these dark kind of gloomy nights that have been happening here since it's so cold and nice. don't really want to do anything. So, but have a cup of coffee or tea in the lonely starry night. <laughs> Wow, you've really got us off to an energetic start here, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about goodbyes and, you know. <laughs> American football could, is is very relevant to this topic as well. I feel like that's a band that's been on again, off again over the years. They're like Ross and Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Only better because that show sucked. It was a break, yeah, Mike. Whatever. It was a break. Not a break up. A break. What is the deal with Friends? Why are Why is it so relevant again people i don't know you don't know i don't know i never really liked friends that much it's okay it was like just on like it's funny to watch in like an i don't want to think way but i don't really care about it does it make sense today i don't know maybe i guess people still do the same shit people still have friends they don't is that a thing they still hang out with coffee shops on the couch i don't think so i feel like they don't (laughs) maybe i don't know so the list sure shall we start yeah oh i almost forgot i just reminded i'm just looking at my list today you know how we've been talking about flatliners if they were on speaking of on again off again they tweeted something today said 2022 that's where we're going right is that 22 is that the year we're going 22 2022 uh look out something big's coming so i assume they're getting back together or putting on an album or touring or something so you're right nate i was right i don't mind you saying that yeah you can say it more if you like. Yeah. 
It's just you can see, you can just kind of like sprinkle it throughout this episode if you, you like. You're right, Nate. Yeah, You're always that right. sounds good. It sounds good to my ears. All right, let's get to your list. All right, here's the list, Mike. Here's number one from the list. Sure. I'm I'm fairly certain that I've talked about this band and this album before, um, but I I looked into the episodes and it does not appear as though I put it on a, a list. So I think maybe it was like a listening to. It's so hard to know now, now that we're at 76 episodes. Um, but nonetheless, I chose this album as my number one pick. Uh, the album is, hmm, in a li a It's all separated like that, syllable-wise, like Ooh. you'd see in, you know, a dictionary. inter a li a Came out in 2017. The band is at the drive-in. And the song I chose is Pendulum in a Peasant Dress. This album comes after their second reunion. So I would also accept um, for this episode, uh, Relationship of Command, as that was the album before their first breakup. Yes, it's an interesting thing. You went with a reunion album. I did. Before the breakup. Before Before the the third breakup. Or the... The third yeah, or I the second? It, I think it's the second breakup. This band has a lot of drama that follows Oh, yes. It. There's lots. <laughs> and like tons of different members that I, I didn't actually realize until I dove into the, the Wikipedia page. Like it almost takes up its own page, the amount of members that have come in and out of this uh, this band. Um, but this was like the, the album that like kind of made me pay attention to at the drive-in, um, which I know is not a popular statement to make, but nonetheless, it is the album. Um the biggest member shift, I would say, uh, was on this album, uh, as it was the departure of founding member Jim Ward, um, who was replaced by Sparta bandmate Keely Davis, um, which seems a little odd to me. I didn't even know that. Well, now you know. Now I know. The more you know. So, the more you know. If we get a rainbow and a star come in, that'd be great. <laughs> that was the worst sound effect I've ever heard, Mike. But that's okay. Points for trying. I was working on segues, not sound effects. <laughs> um, so yeah, the first breakup of this band happened um, at their absolute height, which is also a little bit weird. Um, after the release of uh, Relationship of Command, um, I've said it before. Uh, I've never really connected with that that album, um, and I hate you because but- of it. Yeah, and, and that's okay. You know, like we're all gonna have we're all gonna have different opinions, Mike. Um, but this album, they seem to have like tamed the chaos and pushed the melody more forward. Um, and that's what I think appealed to me uh about this record. Um I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, and it was uh it was Matt from uh the Bronx. Do you listen to his podcast? The have, Sailor Jerry one? I have not. So he was interviewing Dennis Lixon of, uh, Refused. of Refused, and um, I didn't realize that um, they called it quits like almost right after A Shape of Punk to Come uh, came out. Oh, yeah, like yeah. They, that was the big deal about it. That was the, the weirdest thing about it. Yeah. I, I mean, that album wasn't a big album to me until years later, which I think is for most people, um, but... Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's wild to see a band. I mean, I guess it wasn't the height for them, right? Because the height of that album came so much later. Um, but I just think it's so odd to like 
have a breakup come as as everything is firing as as what you would want for your band to happen is then happening yeah i don't i don't uh, i don't know all the circumstances behind the refused one but like uh i just knew that that was the case when they came out that they were by the time i picked the album up that like like months later they had already broken up and like broke up for a long time well yeah so, not, not until the reunion stuff like right 10 years I, so i would i would accept a shape of punk to come oh, i would have put shape of punk to come had they not put out albums after but i would consider okay. them back together now i would consider them back together too but this could be you know the, this is this is the, the last album before a breakup and that breakup was significant it wasn't like a year or two oh, no, yeah, that's a huge, it was huge significant breakup. at the drive-in inter alia is the album michael so my first band is a band I've talked about a lot on here and I'm not entirely sure if they've broken up. I'm just going to guess they broke up. They sort of just faded away. I I know the singer or one of the singers is living in England and putting out solo stuff. Uh, and the other has had projects show up here and there, but I've tried to look online to see what happened. Uh, but There's no official statement. There's no like online drama, but the band is Reviver. The album is Bicker and Breathe. It came out in 2016. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you know if they're broken up or not around or what's the scoop? I assume if someone's moved countries, they're not longer a band. But these days, that doesn't really make sense. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. There there are those bands that just kind of like, it's like it, they freeze in a time and then there's just nothing ever written about them. There's nothing like, like they weren't kind of. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say like they weren't big enough, but like they didn't have a big enough following, I guess, to have like somebody be documenting whether they're active or not, or they're not inputting that information or, or, or something along those lines. But it's, it's weird. And it's not that uncommon that you see a band, especially within, you know, this Uh, genre, just kind of like fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. That's just, it's like completely gone. There's like, you can find all their albums, everything's released and stuff. They're, was tour dates on the website i think still with old tour tour dates and stuff but nothing no official statement no like no drama whatsoever like nothing anyway uh but bicker and breeze an awesome ep i mean i like all their stuff so there's nothing that they've ever done that i didn't like so this is just a a great goodbye and the song i picked was goodbyes because i thought it fit fit the Ah, uh, topic very clever yeah well done who so who moved erica she does solo stuff now Okay. And it's really good. And like still releasing? Yep. Currently releasing? And then Maddie, like just random stuff will show up and, and, and they'll be in that band. And hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's weird that like, again, in a day and age where like, you know, everything is like in real time that like bands or people can still just like fall off the face of the earth, you know, like everything can just be frozen from one moment and then nothing to, to be heard of again for like a significant period of time. Yeah. It's super weird. At the drive-in interalia pendulum in a peasant dress and reviver goodbyes off bicker and breathe.
with that, 2022 is off to an excellent start, Michael. Just an excellent start. It's a spectacular start. A spectacular work for that? Yeah, sure. All right. Any, any adjective you want to throw on there? You any others? No, I'm tapped out. Should I get a thesaurus? <laughs> do, people you could. Still, do people still have physical copies of a thesaurus? Or do you just I, like... don't, I don't think so. Right. I think I think you just you put it into the Google, Mike. In the Google? Or the Bing. Yeah, I don't Shout know. out Bing. Does Bing does Bing do thesaurus stuff? I'm sure. Might be an Ask Jeeves kind of thing. <laughs> it might be. Uh are you a resolution guy? Mm, no. We discussed this last year, I believe. Do I do I ask this every year? Probably. Yeah. I'm not a resolution guy at all. I know. I feel like you have like a minor resolution sort of thing going, right? No. No? Okay, then no. Like, I like to take stock of like, hey, maybe I'd like to do some things differently this year, but like not in the same spirit of like a New Year's resolution. Nah. I feel like I'm resoluting all year long. It's not just a once a year sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I mean, I really just don't like the idea of New Year's even, like any of that kind yeah. of stuff. I'm just like... To me, it's just another day. It's like the rest of the year. And like, yeah, like you said, like you can fix that stuff all year round. You don't need one day. That's that's just hoopla. 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 <laughs> I uh, I do have some good news, though. Um, I've almost finished my Christmas chocolate, which is... <laughs> Which is great. I, I tend to just, I, I want to get it all done. It's like, it becomes a job, right? Like for about like five, six, seven days after Christmas, I'm trying to get through it all. Cause I just, I don't want it around. My thinking is that if you just, you consume it all really quickly, it doesn't really add on anything, you know, because your body just doesn't know what's going on. But if you, if you take that and like you work at it for like weeks and months, like <laughs> you're just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. See, I, sus- I subscribe to that theory too, but with cookies, I'm just, oh yeah, I'm a big uh, Christmas baking guy. I do like the Christmas baking, you I- know, we are gonna make uh, we're gonna make those those peanut butter and marshmallow squares. Have you ever had those? You probably have, remen- remember them from like the eighties. I know the what 90s. they are, but I, I never really had them. I I'm subject to weird European cookies. And okay, things. <laughs> not peanut butter and marshmallow. That's that's low Dude, brow. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe in high school you never got to see, but all I did is ever get made fun of for my lunches in school when I was a kid because people were like, "What is that?" <laughs> and what was it? Well, like. Just like be like weird cookies that my grandma made or my mom. And I'd always have like, like salamis and things like that. And like giant lunches of like cured meats and cheeses and things. And like, and people just be like, oh, that's interesting. Never had a peanut butter and jam sandwich. I've never had a peanut butter and jam sandwich in my life. Like, honest to God. You know that now you're an adult. You yeah, can I know, but you can't that, go right? back. What do I do to that now? I eat peanut butter and jam. Yeah, but it's I never, great. I never acquired the peanut butter and jam taste. So, but you've never tried. You don't know. You've never had a salami sandwich, have you? I recently, yeah, I've had lots of salami <laughs> sandwiches. Kidding. I like them. I recently discovered peanut butter and pickle. I'm not a pickle. Have you ever guy. tried that? I hate the pickle. Oh, you're missing out. You're missing out. Anyways, anyway, back to my story yeah, sorry. <laughs> about peanut butters and marshmallow squares. There are, are butterscotch chips in there that I didn't realize and because I've never made it. I've just consumed it before. And this year I thought, all right, let's try and make it. I went to seven stores looking for butterscotch chips. 
Like not like chips, like like chips and dip. Chips like, 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 like a chocolate, chocolate chip. Chips. Like a chocolate yeah. chip, yeah. But they're butterscotch. They are sold out across the city. You can't find them anywhere. Nate, it's this damn pandemic. It's getting everybody. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> it's taking away the butterscotch <laughs> chips, Mike. That's what it's really about. Like COVID's not real. It's all a big butterscotch scam. First it was toilet paper. Now it's the butterscotch chips. What's next? That's what I ask. What's next? I'll tell know. you what's next, Mike. Your pick? My pick number two. Yeah. <laughs> what a segue, man. You really did work on the segue. I told you. I didn't. I told you. I gave up. I gave up waiting for you. All right. My next band is a band called The Cute Lepers. You ever heard of this band, Mike? I, I have heard of The Cute Lepers. Yeah. I also appreciate that you went with my next band is a band. You haven't done that in a while. That was your brand for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's still my brand. Yeah, I like it. It's still it's still a part of the podcast. It's, Not like, to worry. it's like Bart Simpson coming out with a don't have a cow man like in yeah. like season 12 or something. <laughs> I bet he did. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway, I'll let you go back to <laughs> The Cute Lepers. So The Cute Lepers are a great band. They're a Seattle band. Um, I don't know that they're officially broken up, but there isn't anything anywhere about this band post 2011 so it's like the reviver thing we just talked yeah, about kind of just like the reviver thing like yeah. completely just frozen in time for 10 going on 11 years it's so weird to me it's weird it's odd i want information I mean, <laughs> maybe they're just like that band that's kind of like caught in between like you know if they're not posting stuff no one else is really inquiring about it that's fair I don't know. Uh, anyways, this is a Seattle band. They're a six, sometimes a seven-piece band, uh, influenced by first wave punk, mod revival, power pop, and the spirit of Johnny Thunders. Ah. How do you like that? Does that sound appealing it to you? It does. Also, Mike, some hints of doo-wop and early 60s rock and roll. I like all that stuff. So this is their third and final album to date. I, I suppose there could be another album coming, but I, I you know, I, I think after ten going on eleven years, it's fair to say this is this is a defunct band. Agreed? But not defunk. Defunct. Not not duh. Uh -huh. D. Okay. Okay. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Anyways, I just wish there was more from this band. I really like this band. Um the uh, their last album called uh, Adventure Time. It's just I, I I've described it in detail, and that that really and truly is what it sounds like. Uh, the track I chose, Damaging Acts, really could have been any track from this album. Really, really great album. <laughs> <laughs> On to me, you. eh? To, thank you. I I need the to you thing. <laughs> And so, Nate, the next band I picked is a band from Philadelphia who put out a couple of albums and then vanished and then officially broke up in 2015. Uh, the band is Luther. Ah, the album is Let's Get You Somewhere Else. Um, this band did actually have like a, a press release saying they had broken up and moved on to other things. Uh, I couldn't really figure out what bands those guys are in, but I swear I saw the singer of the band being a roadie for the Menzingers when they were here. So, uh, but yeah, they're just one of those bands I really liked both albums they put out, and I I believe they have a split too, um, or like a four way split maybe with Mast Intruder and somebody else. Huh. But yeah, they're just really good. Uh, 
I was pretty lucky to see them live here. It's kind of random that like this isn't the kind of band that usually comes to Calgary, but I saw them live and they were awesome. Picked up the album, fell in love with them. So yeah, if you get a chance to check them out, and there might be one a band that some people in, that listen to this podcast had never heard before. So did did they go on to other things? Did you follow any of their any I, of their careers post Luther? I tried to. I feel like one of them has something to do with. Oh, fuck, I can't think of the band right now. Uh, well, I'm on put on the spot. I can't remember. But all right, it's one of it's a band you like too, and I just drive me nuts. I oh well, it doesn't really matter. We've got time. We can we can take a, a short break, a, a no, little interlude. Mike? No, that's okay. Okay, we okay. don't care. It's also I'm not a hundred percent sure. All <laughs> so. right, <laughs> you don't want anyone calling you on it. No. No one's going to call we've, you We've anyway. seen that before. Yes, we have. But it's early in the year. We don't have to go there straight away. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so the, the album is Let's Get You Somewhere Else. I suggest checking it out. And the song I picked was Backyard Fence Appeal. That's excellent, Mike. Thank you, Nathan. Really excellent. The Cute Lepers, the album's Adventure Time, the song Damaging Axe, and Luther... Backyard fence appeal off. Let's get you somewhere else.
got these honey sticks for Christmas from. What the fuck is a honey stick? What are you, Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe in, in practice I'm Winnie the Pooh, but really in spirit I'm Eeyore. Oh, bother. Eeyore's probably like the most accurate description of me, hey? <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a collab of Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore. I don't wear pants, but I like honey. <laughs> and your tail's nailed on. I'm kind of depressed all the time. Anyways, tell me about your honey sticks, Winnie. Anyway, they're like pixie sticks, but filled with honey. All right. So. Do they dissolve, like, do you, or do you have to open them? No, you cut it open and you, like, suck out the honey. I have, like, a little little stick thing. Suck and out the honey? You don't add them to your tea? Well, you could, but you, you can just suck on it. It's supposed to be for anxiety. Huh. So. How's it working? I don't know. I got some sugar boost. <laughs> I sang. Maybe I'm not anxious anymore. Maybe I'm singing. Yeah. I'd like more of that. Yeah. Well, I'll get, get me hooked on that honey. All right. You know what the Pooh Bear likes. I'm working on it. <laughs> working on it. Number three. <laughs> Mike, I think this is a... Wouldn't it be great if we went from Winnie the Pooh to our number two pick? <laughs> well, not no. that way. No. We're going to go with number three instead. I feel like this might be on your list. So usually I try and get those out of the way right away. Um, but I, I rolled the dice. You know, it's I'm, I'm in a I'm excited. I'm in a I'm in a fresh mood, you know, being the beginning of the year. Sure. So uh, the band officially broke up in 2017. Uh, this is off their second full length. It appears that there was a third album being written as early as like 2013, but I don't think it ever came to fruition. And, and I'm going to turn to you on on that statement, Mike, and see if you can co corroborate that. Um, the band, you're probably wondering at this point, is The Jealous Sound. And the album is a gentle reminder from 2012. Nope, there was only two albums. Unless you count the EP, there's an EP that started as, the, that was really their first thing, but the second, the first full length has the EP on it, I believe. So. Right. It seems like Blair Sheehan, like he, he felt like this album had greatness and I think he had a, a hard time following up this album. You know, like we kind of talked about it in the beginning where you're just like chasing that one album that was just, that was so great. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do we, how do we top that? And that may be why he went from Knapsack to Jealous Sound to Racket Club, which is the band he currently plays with, yes. uh, with Bob Penn, also from the Jealous Sound. I can never remember, is Serge in Jealous Sound too, or just in... I don't think he was in Jealous Sound, but I can't be sure. I can't be sure, Mike. Like Sam I, you know, like this guy from Sam I Am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I bought one of his pieces of art last year. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't say on the art... Uh, whether he Featuring was in Jealous Sound member of the or not. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either, know. actually. Uh, the song I chose, uh, Your Eyes Were Shining, off of A Gentle Reminder by the Jealous Sound. Excellent. Well, Nathan, my next pick fits quite well with this because it's ah, Knapsack. Great, Mike. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a big Knapsack fan and Jealous Sound and racket club fan so um this is knapsack's third album the conversation is ending starting right now 
Um, it's kind of a cheat since they've kind of reunited and played shows, but I, they've officially said they have no plans to release any music, just play shows. Yeah, so that's think, fair. Yeah, so I, I think that counts. Uh, yeah, I just really love Knapsack. Uh, I know that some people didn't like this album when it came out, and that might be one of the reasons they like faded away and then started Jealous Sound. That's why I was wondering, because Surge is on this album. Okay. But I'm not sure if he's on Jealous Sound. I can never... That's quite an intertwined group of people in all these bands. Oh, it's so. intertwined, all right. Yeah. It's like a swingers club. <laughs> Everyone's touches. That it's. I don't know that it's like that. It's a lot of hot bodies all together, Nate. <laughs> it's been a while since you've been to a show, hey? Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of hot bodies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I, I've always really liked this album. The song is... Please shut off the lights, which I thought worked really well for this topic. Again, just a good uh, goodbye song. Of of those three, yeah. who who's your favorite of those three? Ooh, because I don't find them all that similar. Like, I mean, there's definitely similarities, but it's not like a regurgitation of the same type of music through three different bands, which is sometimes what you see. Yeah, it, hmm, that's tough. I have a. I have an emotional connection to Knapsack just because I it like it. I think we discussed it in one of the early episodes. There's like a lot of stuff when I was listening to these Knapsack albums that I was going through in the time. And it just like it takes me back there. Maybe Jealous Sounds are better full, like front to back albums. But I don't know. I don't know. Racket Club would be my least favorite of them. Okay. But uh, I like them all. I don't know. It's too hard. What would you say? Yeah. I'm guessing you like. I'm, I'm guessing you're a jealous sound guy. I'm asking the guy who couldn't pick five albums this year. He had to go with thirty. What am I doing asking him what his favorite? Hey, Nate. I thought I was doing a good job when I when I went to upload it. I realized the year before I did forty. I know. So this year I got to thirty. Just be thankful. <laughs> It could have been a three-hour episode, and it was a two-hour episode. I hope we revisit that someday, the three-hour. Yeah, that's no one No one really wants the two-hour episode. I did. Yeah. I wanted it, and I got it. Well, you got it. I got it real good. Yeah, you got it good. This is getting really sexual for some reason. I don't know why. All right. There's <laughs> all that hot body talk about knapsack. <laughs> <laughs> the Jealous Sound, a gentle reminder, is the album, the song, Your Eyes Were Shining, and... Knapsack, the album is The Conversation is Ending Starting Right Now, and the song is Please Shut Off the Lights. Pray you don't know how this feels I pray you don't go home alone I pray you don't know I pray you don't I pray i
Shall we do another selection, Mike? Let's go for it, Nathan. All right. Are we going to match gonna... up again? I don't know. We'll see. Only time will tell. That was neat. It was like the Power Rangers coming together for a moment there. Yeah. Except there's only two of us and we're on we're just the legs, internet eh? video call. <laughs> we were just the stupid legs. <laughs> Where's the rest of them? My next band, Mike, is uh, a band who went through six full lengths before they before they tossed the towel. Ooh. Before they before they said enough is enough. Um, I'd never heard them before their fat release, which was their fourth release. Um, and I don't think I went backwards afterwards either. <laughs> um, that album was called Dancing for Decadence, which I think even today is still a super underrated album. Uh, the band, if you haven't put it together, is the St. Catharines. Nice. Um, did you get into De- Dancing for Decadence when it was out or are you into no, it now? You got me into it. Well, like one of the first episodes we played, you might have played something off it, and I was like, "Oh, I really like this band." And then you you got me into, it and I checked them out. I I love them. Like, well, look at that. They're a great band. I'm surprised I missed me. out. I feel like there's a that era of Fat Records. I was just not into interested in listening to anything off Fat that much. I guess I just was like, I skipped a bunch of it, and I kind of wish I didn't. I really would have liked like St. Catharines. I like a lot. So. Well, I think, I mean, to be fair to you, which is not something I often do, but to be fair to you, I don't think they had a real fat sound of that time. Like they were, I think they were more of like an epitaph sound of that time rather than a fat sound. Yeah, that could have been it too. But I mean, like, I feel like this is where fat started experimenting, but then like there was a lot of misses in there too. So like, right. and then there was so much other music at the time that I was exploring outside of like the genre and stuff. It just... A lot of that stuff didn't hit for me now. And now going back, I like a lot of it. Right. I I feel like their sound from Dancing for Decadence is kind of like Western Addiction sound today. Like that similar kind of vibe. More melody, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, This is not about Dancing for Decadence, though, because that wasn't their final album. Mm -hmm. Um, Their final album is called Fireworks, which was a very different record. That's my favorite one of theirs. Is it? That's one that's got reinventing Ron Hextel on it, right? It does. Yeah, that's that's my favorite album of theirs. It sure does, Mike. It's a great song off a great album. Much more of like a mid tempo rather than kind of a driving straight ahead aggressive album. Um, the song I chose has a harmonica in it, and there's really nothing that says we've changed our sound more than when you add a harmonica. What if you put a tuba? Yeah, I suppose a tuba would work as well. Okay, okay. But you don't really see like an aggressive band too often throwing a harmonica onto the next record. That's fair. Right? Yeah. You feel that? I feel that. Uh, The song is Back to the Basement I Love off the 2010 album Fireworks. I think Hugo has been up to some other things, but... Yeah, um, I've played a couple of his other bands on here. Yeah. And then St. Catharines plays shows randomly in Quebec it seems or they do like festival things but I don't think they're recording anything ever or if it's even the same members but Hugo is very involved in that stuff so yeah that's it that's it all right well my next band is a band from England um they're a band with two names one if you're well three names actually 
one three. If, yeah, one if you're in England, one if you're in North America, and one if you're in Australia. So they, they go by all of these different names at the same time. It's not that they've gone, yeah, they've no, had different names throughout All these their... names because of legal reasons, just in case there's other bands. Really? Yeah. The band is The Beat or The English Beat, if you will. Okay. Um, and what's their third name? I think the UK one's The Australian Beat. <laughs> really? I, I'd have to check. I, I can't remember. I just saw that actually on the... No, the Australian one is the Australian, uh, whatever. I have to check what the Australian one is, but it's also a different name too. The- I think I thought these were all different bands. <laughs> uh, they're part of the two-tone ska revival. Uh, most people know their song Mirror in Their Bathroom. I'm sure you've heard that song before. I'm sure. Yeah, it was probably their biggest hit off the first album. And their like artwork's pretty iconic, like the, the rude girl skanking kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But Special Beat Service was their third and final full length. Uh, my understanding is that it had a bunch of commercial success, but the band disbanded not long after. Uh, Ranking Roger and Dave Wakeling went on to form General Public, who also had some 80s pop hits. And then Andy Cox and David Steele went on to form Fine Young Cannibals, who also huh. had a big hit. So uh, I think they're still around in some shape or form. Like I feel like they're one of those bands that shows up on a bill but like ranking roger is passed away so i don't know like i don't know who's who's doing like it the specials right like yeah they like just had sort of thing, lots like, of different members throughout the years yeah so yeah um uh, but yeah i really like this album and it's got my favorite song of theirs on it so i picked it and that song is save it for later so yeah but you're not gonna save it for later no, you're gonna play it, I'm right, playing now. it right now amazing do you like them um, or do you know them very well or not? Not a band that I, I really uh, paid much attention to. And like I said, I think I, I thought all of those names were three different bands, like just all repurposing very similar yeah, like ideas. The specials, <laughs> that too, the, the specials, specials, AKA, all that kind of stuff. I never, I still don't totally understand all the nuances around all that stuff. But do you think it's all just to do with like legalities? Maybe, or maybe just maybe certain members leaving and not. I know this one is. Definitely, there was a band called the the Beat here in North America, so they called okay. themselves the English Beat. Okay, but uh, yeah, they, they were a little bit more poppy than let's say, like they they crossed over into that like eighties new wave a little bit more than let's say the Specials right. or any of the other two tone bands. Like they embraced those elements and more maybe like a little bit more reggae, a little bit more like mainstream sounds that were going on. Like they experimented a little bit more, right? Than being strictly two tone. Right. But yeah, they're cool. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The the Fine Young Cannibals thing is interesting because I didn't know that until I was doing research no. for this. What's the, uh, what was the hit by Fine Young Cannibals? I she drives put them me crazy. She's right. Right. I always think of them as the same band as Men at Work for some reason. And I don't know why, because they're not even from the same country, but like <laughs> for some reason it's the same band in my mind. Yeah, it's an era. I read something. Do you know the band The House Martins? Have you ever heard of them? No, I don't think so. So they were like an English band. Um, I'm I'm guessing like 80s mm-hmm. would be my guess. Kind of like a rock and roll sort of vibe, but like, you know, kind of a protest band as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the bass player 
whose name is Norman, I can't remember his last name, went on to become Fat Boy Slim. Oh, crazy. Wild, right? That's a weird thing. He's going to praise you. <laughs> the St. Catharines. Fireworks is the album. Back to the basement I love. Mike? The beat. Save it for later.
Thank you to everyone who supported our little podcast. Thanks to our WhatsApp group. Thank you to anyone who's taken time to interact with us in any way. Thank you to you for listening. Uh, I know it's a tough time for a lot of bands and labels and venues out there. So if you're sitting on some extra Christmas funds, maybe buy an album or merch directly from some of those fine folks. Or if you're really in a giving mood, buy some merch from us. But seriously, support the bands first. Uh, that's more important. Um, but yeah, I really just want to say thank you to everyone for always being so supportive to us. It's it's great when we get messages. It's great interacting in our WhatsApp group. Um, we have a lot of fun. It makes things... Every little message that we get makes doing this a little bit better too. So I don't know if Nate agrees, but I, I think so. Anyway, it's kind I of, agree. Yeah. I concur, Mike. I concur. That's my, that's my thank yous. Uh, and I hope everyone's having a good start to the year. Yes. I, I echo all of the thank yous that Michael just said. It's Nate approved. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. I, he's actually doing some thumbs up action. So it's, it's legit. That's not just a made up. He gave two thumbs up. That's like double gun pointing at a at a bar. <laughs> at a bar. Just a bar. <laughs> I think those are places people go, right? I the don't cool know. kids, do they go to bars? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not cool. I don't know what anyone does anymore. I don't do anything. I didn't do it before. <laughs> and I don't do it now. <laughs> Episode one of twenty twenty two in the books, Mike. Well, it will be once we finish our picks. So why don't you get going on your pick? All right. That was a segue, Nate. And I think I did. I think I nailed it. <laughs> Pretty good. I wasn't ready for it. And, uh, and it tripped me up a little bit. I'll be honest with you. It was so good. It tripped me up a little. That's like when you're watching diving in the Olympics and then they're like this. They're talking and like, oh, that guy did an awesome dive. <laughs> yeah. No the splash. The guy doesn't know when to shut up. No splash. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. It was like that. It was like we were watching diving. Yeah. No splash. This band is a band that I've I've put on the lists twice before. Only twice. I thought more, but only twice. 76 episodes. That's what we landed on, right? 76? Yeah, sure. All right. 76 episodes and only two pulls for this band. And there really should be more because this, this is one of my favorites. This band is one of my favorites. Um, I really wish that there was more to come from this band. And uh, I, I, I don't think that they'll get back together. Who knows? The world's a crazy place. Weirder things have happened. Um, but I don't think so. Uh, this is their fourth studio record. Uh, it took four of these before they called it quits. Um, this is a great album to go out on. Uh, the album's reunion tour, which is aptly titled for a breakup album. Mm-hmm. The Weaker Thans is the band. I just, I, I love this band. I love this album. I am proud to claim them as Canadian. Um, since 2015, they have been listed as cryogenically frozen and on, quote, indefinite hiatus. Nathan, before you keep yeah. going on. Yeah. I, I wrote down, because I write down your picks as you're going. Before you even said the band, I picked five, The Weaker Thans. I wrote it down. And I was going to show you to see if you guessed right. Really? You just, you, you, you had it, you had it, you had it pegged. Yeah. I just guessed it. Um, I mean, you know, fortunately John continues, uh, you know, just doing uh, things on his own. Um, and it features weaker than members, but like, it's not the same. It's different. 
And whether it's those guys that aren't contributing to his solo record in the writing process or whether it's just that those guys coming together and that's the special sauce for John to to write those weaker than songs. I don't know, but it's different. And it's not to say I don't like his solo stuff, but I I do miss the weaker thans. Um He's put out, I think he's put out a couple of albums, three at least. He had a three single this, albums. I think he had a single this year. Two. Two singles in this 2020. Year? In 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, the, li- the benefit for their library or whatever that was getting closed or like that was shutting out people from sleeping in it and something else. And- That's right. There was a baseball song in there too. Oh, yes, yes. Right. Uh, Winter Wheat came out in 2016. Um, and though I like those records, they just, they don't compare to the, the weaker thans records for me. I, do you know what song I chose, Mike? Did you have a, did you have a guess on the song? Everything. No, no, I don't, no, I don't have a song. We'll just throw one out. Do you have, do you have? No, I have no guess on the song. Nothing. Okay. Cause I, in my head now I have everything must go and it's not even on this album. So that doesn't count. <laughs> Night windows is the ah, song I chose. Such a great song. Well, it feels very like wintry, mm-hmm. and we're right smack in the middle of that right now. We are. Uh, the title from this song is actually taken from a painting by Edward Hopper. You big Edward Hopper fan, Mike? You know what, Nathan? I'm not even going to pretend to know who that is, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know who it is either. Oh, I thought, uh, you like art a lot more than me, so I figured you might. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. All right. Uh, it's written from the perspective of a man passing the window where a deceased loved one once lived. I like your idea of like kind of going out on like, you know, something a little bit more reflective, something a little bit more like... <laughs> I do like that. I do that a lot. You do it a lot. And and I think, you know, if, if I can compliment that, maybe that'll be my resolution for the year. You know, we can have a compliment of one another's kind of like reflective time, you know, a little bit of, a bit of chilled out songs, let's say. Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't do that this time. So <laughs> sorry. I ruined, I ruined the mix. Maybe your resolution is to go the other way. <laughs> maybe. Perfect. That's the yin to my yang. Well, I did stick in Canada, so it sort okay. of it sort of connects a little. So an ode to Canada. Yeah. Do you have a guess with your written down? Oh. <laughs> did you write one down? No, I, I don't write it down. You, you, won't, you won't get it. I, I stuck in Canada. It's a band from from Vancouver. The band is DBS. Did you like? Ah, uh, nice. Did you like DBS yeah. a lot? So I I feel like DBSs are one of those bands that. I always imagined were bigger and more important than they really were. But it, for like, I feel like for Western Canada, they were like an important like punk band. They like influenced a lot of people. I think they, it was because they were like our age and they were on much music, you know, like a lot of the bands that were on much music at the time were like a little bit older, like a couple years older, right? Like the, the, the bands of the time, but I think DBS and maybe they weren't our age, but like they certainly felt our age. They're within the demographic within years anyways. Yeah. But yeah. And I think just, just think how they evolved as a band from being like basically a three chord pop punk band to like doing like more emo stuff, like just sort of, uh, I just figured they were like really important. I feel like a lot of bands that we grew up with, like idolized them or like took spots from them. And then it created sound, like it created sort of a Western Canadian version of that kind of stuff. So to me, they were pretty, they feel like they're important and they hold a good big piece in my heart here. So they put out five full lengths. 
some cassettes, some singles, a few EPs, and they were around for about a decade before they broke up. Uh, the absolute last thing they released was an EP titled Forget Everything You Know. And I honestly didn't even know that this existed until a few years ago when they re-released all their discography online on Bandcamp. Huh. And I believe like Chris Vandalin is releasing all this stuff on iTunes now. So I think it's all available again on iTunes and, or like digitally. Sorry, I shouldn't just right. say iTunes, but digitally. <laughs> so apparently a thousand copies of this EP existed, but it's free for you guys to hear now. It's really good. If you've never heard DBS, I suggest checking them out. They're, does it stand the test of time, Mike? For me, it does. Yeah. Uh, will it for everyone else? I don't know. I feel like if you like some of these like quote unquote emo revival bands, I, I could see you liking this stuff. Like if you like something like Gammy or, or Gammy Angel or something like that, I could see you liking the tail end of DBS because they got more chaotic as like, I don't know if you stuck with DBS at all, but like the last, no. as they got on, they got more chaotic. Like, and then whatever guys left to join uh, Red Light Sting is more like, you can see the the transition to Red Light Sting. So anyway, uh, the albums Forget Everything You Know and the song I chose was Letter To You. Excellent. Well, this has been fun, Mike. It's been a blast. It's nice to, you know, it's nice to take the month off for me. Yeah. But it's nice to get back together. It is. I, I enjoy it. It was like a small separation, like you know, t- trial separation. A break. Yeah. Like a Ross and Rachel break. Yeah. I cheated on you with some pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a solo podcast. <laughs> but we were on a break. We were. Yeah. Yeah. We quoted friends twice on this episode. That's horrible. We're on a big friends kick, I guess. I guess. <laughs> 2022, the year of friends. The Weaker Thans, Night Windows off of Reunion Tour and... DBS, Letter to You off Forget Everything You Know. Stay cool, be excellent to each other, and we'll see you next episode.
I think I called them the weaker thins at the time, like the cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Not wheat thins. Weaker thins. Yeah. I like... That's the Weird Al version. <laughs> I like thins, but when I'm not that hungry, <laughs> I like a weaker thin. <laughs> seat is incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> well, get comfy, Mike. You got you got a, at least an hour and a half ahead of you. <laughs> That's never a good way to start out. Yeah, this is not a good plan. Oh, well. What does your chair look like that's so uncomfortable? It's like an Ikea chair for like kids probably to do crafts on <laughs> you're an adult doing a craft yeah I am an adult doing a craft <laughs> it's not meant for my ample derriere ample did I ever tell you that story <laughs>